Jesus told us to pray, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. There is no cancer in heaven, no diabetes in heaven, no deafness in heaven. That is our blueprint. If it isn't going on in heaven, it shouldn't be here on earth. Jesus is our perfect model for life and ministry. He never turned anyone away when they wanted to be healed. He never said, this is the sickness my Father gives. Jesus' life shouts, the Father is willing to heal all. During these two classes, we will give practical application and instruction on how to pray for the sick, some keys for breakthrough, how to get a word of knowledge for physical healing, and more. Come with expectation as we dive deeper into the Father's heart and His desire for all to be healed. We are so excited to um, be here and to be doing this healing class because healing is such a passion of ours. Um, I'm not sure if Thomas told you, but how many of you guys have heard of Bethel Church in Redding, California? Love Bethel. And um, we had a really beautiful privilege to be able to be there. I'm eight and a half months pregnant, so I'm going to sit down. That's okay. Um, but we had this amazing privilege to be able to be there for several years. Um, both Thomas and I worked in the healing rooms there, and they had this um, just incredible breakthrough when it comes to healing, physical healing, and they also do emotional healing, but this class is specifically on, um, physical healing. So they have, um, what they call healing rooms and we had, we would have literally hundreds of people come every weekend to get prayer and they would go through the healing rooms and get prayer. And we would see some of the most incredible miracles happen. We would see tumors dissolve, blind eyes open, deaf ears open, um, people get out of wheelchairs. There was just some incredible things that we would see and things would happen every single week. It wasn't like, you know, well, this week we didn't really see any breakthrough. It was just like popping like this. And um, <clears throat> one thing that we, as we were there, I was actually on staff in the healing rooms for five years and um, just got to see how the Lord released healing as like basically activated his people in healing. And um, it was something that it wasn't like the one man on stage you know, who's releasing the healing, but it was like, God wants his entire body to be walking in healing, to be releasing that because it's a huge part of his heart. Amen. Welcome everyone. Come on in. We have lots of seats. Um, Everyone's favorite. The front row is available. <laughs> Perfect. Um, <clears throat> So anyways, that being said, you know, as we were there, we just really got a passion and a, a heart to be able to um, activate the body of Christ in healing so that we can all walk in this and we can all be re seeing healing on a regular basis. Um, you know, Jesus, well, when we read in the Gospels, the Great Commission, go out and heal the sick, raise the dead, you know, cast out demons, preach the gospel. Like that's the great commission. And, you know, a lot of the body doesn't, we don't really know or understand, or even maybe just have the tools to be able to just go do that. So, um, we're still working on raising the dead. 
We'd love to see that happen. We have friends who have um, raised the dead, and it's a real passion, the, um, the Gospels are, so in the um, Great Commission. So anyways, are you guys excited? Yes. We are so excited about this, and um, we're going to, we're actually going to, the Lord is here, the healer is here, he's in all of us, and the very spirit that raised Christ from the dead is inside of us, so we are going to see some healings happen even tonight, and you guys are going to get some chances to lay hands on people, release healing. Um, one of my favorite things is when um, people get healed without you even praying for them. That's awesome. So we're going to see that happen tonight, too. So um, just buckle up, and we're not going to get wild, but Holy Spirit may get wild. I don't know. Um, but we're going to have fun tonight. So um, we'll just go over a few things. First, we we said something like this when we did the prophecy class as well. Uh, we just feel honored to be here at a church with such a rich history in the Holy Spirit. I mean, stories Pastor Scotty's told me, I'm like, you were flowing in this stuff before I was born. Like you were doing stuff in the 70s. I wasn't born until 1980. I was doing nothing in the 70s. This so anyway, we're just so thankful for the, the foundation and the history here with the Braswells going back even further. But uh, so a one thing we, we absolutely want to start with, um, and this may sound funny in the beginning of a healing class, I don't want a bunch of people passionate about healing. I want a bunch of people who are passionate about Jesus, and in your pursuit of that, you're going to figure out that Jesus is passionate about healing. Amen. Does anyone know what the most said command in the Gospels Jesus gave out of all of them? Go and preach heal, whatever, you know, the most common thing he commanded people to do. That's a good guess, but no, the most common thing he commanded people to do was be healed. That just says something. I'll just throw that out to you. So a few, a few quick things. Um, twice, multiple times in the gospels, it says Jesus healed all who came to him. Another amazing thing about that is in John 6, it says Jesus came to do the will of the Father. So healing everybody was the will of the Father. Multiple times in Scripture, it says Jesus looks exactly like God. In Hebrews 1, it says he's the exact representation of the Father. Jesus in John 14 said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. So we never see Jesus when somebody comes to him for healing saying, I'm actually glad you're sick. This is from my father. This is going to teach you a lesson. This is going to grow your character. He never said anything like that. Didn't matter if they had a ton of faith or no faith. He healed everybody who came to him. That's good news. Uh, it's quoted in the video, um, but what we call the Lord's Prayer in Matthew 6, our father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. It starts with our father. Raise your hand if you have children. Keep your hand up if you enjoy it when your children are sick. Now, raise your hand 
if you think you love your children more than God loves his children. That is all I need to believe for healing right there. What does it say about what we think about God if we can entertain this thing of, ah, he may want me to have this, or let's just get, just get it simple. He's a father, and he's not just a father. He's your father. He's your father. Um, no, no, none of you ever once when your kids are thrown up and sick and in pain, None of you are like, I am so glad my child's sick right now. This is making my day. You Honestly, you probably hated it. You had some legitimate, I hate this. God hated it so much. He had his son take stripes on his back so we could be healed. Um, so... I'm going to throw out some things we've heard that are just some wrong beliefs. I don't know how to say it, but just some things people believe about healing that are just wrong. So when I say God wants to heal everybody, a common thing you hear is, well, what about Job? My reply to that is, what about Jesus? I am not a disciple of Job. I am a disciple of Jesus. There are a lot of things in Scripture, and they're all true, but some things are greater truths. Um, in Psalms, David prayed that God would kill his enemies' children. In the New Testament, Jesus tells us to love our enemies and bless those who persecute us. Jesus trumps David in that. Anything in the Old Testament you find that you don't find in the life of Jesus, Jesus trumps that thing. What we just said of Jesus is the exact representation of the Father, Job is not. So when we, I love the covenant. I love, um, you know, we have the old covenant, the new covenant, the old Testament, the new Testament, same thing. And when Jesus came, he fulfilled the old Testament. He fulfilled everything that was going on there. So we all know, you know, that the Israelites, in order for them to, um, have their sins forgiven, they actually had to go to the temple, sacrifice, you know, whatever animal it was. And um, that would make reparation for their sin. Well, Jesus was the final sacrifice. And it talks about, and Isaiah says, by his stripes, we were healed. And it doesn't say by his stripes, um, you know, there was some healing that was released. And, you know, some people can partake in it and some people can't. It says by his stripes, we were healed. And so there is a powerful thing, you know, a lot of times we focus on with the, you know, when Jesus died on the cross, we focus on, you know, he died on the cross for our sins. And that is a hundred percent true. And thank God that's the case because none of us would be here if that would not be the case. It is also just as true that by his stripes, we are healed. And so that healing, that anointing for healing is there. It's available for us just as much as, uh, you know, our sins being cleansed by the blood of Jesus. And so we can have confidence that because Jesus died on the cross, how many of us know that after he died on the cross, a lot of things changed from the Old Testament? Thank you, Lord. 
We don't have to. I mean, there's just some really bizarre things in the Old Testament. Like if you have mold in your house, you should burn your house down. Well, we live in Mobile, Alabama, and there would be a lot of house burnings if that was the case. Um, But, you know, it's something that we can really have confidence in that 100% of the time there is provision for healing. Because as much as we believe that, that we are forgiven because he died on the cross, it's the exact same covenant that by his stripes we were healed. And so we can have just as much confidence in when I give my life to Jesus, his blood covers me, it cleanses me, and now I'm pure and righteous before the throne of God. We can have the same amount of confidence that because of the blood of Jesus— because of the stripes on his back, I can be healed. I have that provision for me. Amen. Um, a man named, uh, well, he's actually Ryan and Jackie's pastor, Sean Boltz out in California. He has this great uh, story. His team was invited. Um, this, some, some people might say people need to be saved before they can get healed. And Jesus loves people before they love him. And he will love and serve people, not ex- not even with the, I'll do this so I'll get you to be saved and I'll get you back. Like, that's that's called manipulation. He, First yeah. Corinthians 13 says, uh, love does not seek its own. So God will literally heal people like the 10 lepers and only one gave them thanks. He still healed the other nine. He, he doesn't have to get something back to want to do it. Um, Sean uh, and his team, amazingly, were invited to minister at the Playboy Mansion. Anybody else been invited to minister there? <laughs> um, so he, schedule-wise, he couldn't go, but some of his teams went. And um, a lady uh, came up for prayer because uh, she had severe back problems because of uh, she had had breast surgery because of her job and all that stuff and she tells the person who's going to pray for her i he's not going to heal me because of what i do i mean literally she's saying i know i did this because of a sinful thing and so she has no faith that god's going to heal her and the prayer servant goes god will heal you because he loves you he does not love people once they're clean once they're doing everything right how many of you know it's his love that empowers us to live clean to do things right the kindness of God leads us to repentance. Yeah. He's kind before we repent. So she says, God will heal you just because he loves you. She got healed. Just amazing. Just amazing. He, if doesn't matter what people have done, he just loves people, period. Um, and healing is a way he loves to express his love to people. I'll just share a quick testimony. Um, we did this thing called a treasure hunt. I don't know if any of you guys have ever heard it. So we're going to talk in this class. I think probably next week we're going to touch on words of knowledge. And um, so we were we went to a church and we all kind of got these sheets of paper and we would ask the Holy Spirit, you know, I think we had, you know, things that we had to fill out. So where? And we asked the Holy Spirit where? And we write down the location and um, color of shirt, you know, something that they need to be healed from, da, 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 da. So filled it out. Um, my treasure sheet, my treasure hunt sheet said, go to the mall. Uh, there's someone with, um, 
shoulder pain and they're in a kiosk. I'm like, okay. So went, drove to a mall, never been in the city. We were just ministering at the city. Um, I just kind of beelined it towards the back of the the mall where I saw a kiosk and there was a guy who was seeing, there were two men there and one of them, I just kind of locked eyes with him. And so I said, Hey, um, do you have pain in your shoulder? And he said, no. And then the guy next to him was like, well, I do. Why? And I said, well, um, first of all, how does it feel right now? Just, you know, kind of test it out. I didn't tell him anything. I didn't tell him any reason why I was there. I just you know, wanted to test it out because like Jesus is here, he's healing. If he, you know, he spoke his word and healed our disease. Amen. So the Lord spoke to me that someone was having shoulder pain. So I might as well just ask him if it's there because he's already healing. So anyways, I asked him, okay, how is your shoulder? And he was like, started going like this. He's like, whoa, that's weird. Like all the pain's gone. He's like, this is crazy. You know, I have like, uh, an injury from, you know, football and blah. He just, you know, told me this whole thing and, and all the pain's gone. He's healed. He's doing things that he couldn't do. And he was like, how did you do what, what is this? How did you do that? And I love it when people ask that because that's the whole point. The whole point is I want to, I want people to have an encounter with the love of God. And so, um, I said, well, very interesting. I was praying earlier. Um, I felt like God told me that there was a man in a kiosk at the mall who had shoulder pain and God wanted to heal him because he wanted him to know that he deeply loves him and he's, he's passionately pursuing you. And the guy, believe it or not, he got just irate. He just got so mad and he started yelling at me and saying, well, I don't even believe in God. Like, I don't, you know, this is ridiculous. I don't believe in God and God is blah, 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 going on like that. And here the Lord had healed him. You know, and the Lord already knew his heart and the Lord still highlighted him. And so, you know, it really does not, you know, sometimes some things, there's some theologies that we can kind of laugh at sometimes. Like one of the theologies that that testimony combats is, well, did you have enough faith to be healed? Well, he had no faith. I mean, he didn't even believe in God and God still healed him. And I let, you know, when I walked away, he was still healed. And I said, well, sir, you know, I don't know what your experience is with God, but, you know, just try to work this out with him because you just got healed. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, how's that working out for you? Because he just healed you. So anyways, that's, um, you know, there's lots of testimonies like that. If you want, if you really want to be entertained, look up on YouTube, a video of, um, revival outbreak in Disneyland. And these guys go into Disneyland. They pray for someone. He gets healed. He starts getting all of his friends. They all start gathering around praying for each other for healing. None of them know the Lord. People are getting healed like this. It's like popcorn. And then at the end, they all like hold hands and give their life to the Lord. It's amazing. But, um, that's, that's fun Christian entertainment right there. Um, if, if, if you watch the video, maybe don't watch it with children around because some of the language of the people as they're getting healed is not PG language. But that's part of the beauty. I, I love it. They're just being real. Like, this is where I'm at right now, and Jesus is healing me. They got healed. At, they um, got saved at the end, so it was like pre-Christian language. Jason Chin is one of the guys in the video. Um, anyway, um, one of the 
best verses to me about healing in the scripture uh, is Acts 10.38. God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power and went about doing good, healing all who were oppressed of the devil because God was with him. I have good news for you. God is just as much with you as he was with Jesus 2,000 years ago when Jesus was walking on the earth. The, the fullness of God dwells within us. His name is Holy Spirit. That's why Christina could reference about people getting healed without anybody praying for him. We, he's, he's just with us, and he will heal people without us being involved. Lazarus didn't have much faith to be raised from the dead. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't have any. Yep. So good. Um, Some people would say, I I know God wants to heal me one day, but it's not today. Well, biblically, that's just wrong. In 2 Corinthians 6, uh, it says... Um, now is the accepted time. Today is the day of salvation. The Greek word salvation literally means saved, healed, and delivered. So just as accurately as you can say, today is the day of salvation, you can say, today is the day of healing. He's not a, we want to do this one day, God. He, he wants to heal people right now. That's why Christina could so confidently say people are going to get healed tonight. And it, it goes without saying, but I'm going to say it. Everything we're teaching, we believe is available for everyone in the body of Christ. Neither of us think we're super gifted or special or anything like that. Um, our, our heart's desire would be that everyone in this room comes back next week and goes, I saw this, this, and 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 this healed. And I go, I've never seen any of those things healed. That is amazing. Some people might say, is God using this sickness to teach me a lesson? Um, I, I know people who met Jesus powerfully after they got a divorce. Still doesn't mean... God wanted him to get divorced. He'll use anything. Doesn't doesn't mean he likes the thing. Scripture clearly says he hates divorce, but he uses it. If I, I, people are like, "Oh, my family came to know the Lord after Grandma got cancer," I'm glad they met the Lord. He still doesn't like cancer. So, and it says, "On earth as it is in heaven, and there is no cancer in heaven. There's no sickness in heaven because Jesus defeated all sickness. So, how would He use something that He already defeated? You know, He wouldn't. He doesn't take that out of His tool belt and is like, well, I'm going to teach them a lesson. That's not Him. He is like, I'm going to teach you a lesson. Your lesson is the very Spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells inside of you, and you get that sickness out. You know, and and you pray for healing and release that. So." Um, <laughs> One, one of our pastors in Reading, I just remember this, he, he would say, God does not send cancer to teach people a lesson. He sent Jesus to teach cancer a lesson. Come on. So good. So um, we're going to talk a little bit about, so we've kind of laid a foundation. Are we all convinced that healing is for today? That um, Jesus already paid the price for healing? 
And so um, we get to step into that because it's part of who he is and part of what he wants us to walk into. Amen. Amen. Well, I'm going to just share a little bit of my testimony of how I was able to, how the Lord kind of brought me on this journey of being activated and healing and seeing that happen on a regular basis. Um, and one short thing, I'm not sure that we went over this, but the word testimony in Hebrew means for God to do it again. And so it's really powerful when you share a testimony because it releases something in the atmosphere for God to release that exact same thing. And so there's another verse in, uh, in Revelation where it says they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. And so there's so much authority and so much power when we share testimonies. And how many of us know that in and of ourselves, we cannot heal the sick? Okay. So we all agree with that. So when we actually share a testimony, we're not bragging on ourselves because we already know that. I mean, I know I have nothing apart from him. I, when I worked for the healing rooms and was on staff there, I would say almost every week, we don't really know how to do our job. You know, like we're like bringing hundreds of people in and like, if God doesn't show up and if he doesn't do it, then what's going to happen? Nothing. And so when we share testimonies, it actually glorifies the Lord. When we share testimonies and you share with other people, Hey, I prayed for so-and-so, the other day and God healed them. Like that's not bringing glory to ourselves. That's bringing glory to him. And a lot of times the enemy tries to just quiet us and with false humility and make us think, oh, I can't, I don't want to share that because I don't want them to think that I think so much of myself, or I don't want them to think that I'm bragging on myself. It's the complete opposite. The enemy just wants to shut up the testimony because it's so powerful. And so um, when we share testimonies, it's actually releasing this supernatural grace in the atmosphere for healing. And so I just want to encourage you all. We all have permission. You all have permission to release the testimonies. When you hear of someone being healed, when you pray for someone who's healed, when you are healed, please share that testimony because it's actually... Uh, expanding the kingdom of God. Real quick to interject on this. One of the ways I've learned about the rich history at Life Church is when I've stood at the booth before and after church when people are signing up, I can't tell you the number of stories of people signing up for, oh yeah, I was watching so-and-so on TV and he was praying and I had this growth on my face and I just put my hand there and it just fell off. You just told me that story two weeks ago. Um, somebody, uh, another time, they were talking about the Lord, and they said, yeah, I had this buddy who was in a wheelchair, and he always sat in the back at church, and just one day during worship, I'm standing there, and I opened my eyes, and he's walking down the aisle to the front about to testify that he just got out of his wheelchair in church. Somebody else told me, um, I was in, I forget what, Latin American country, and I was praying for somebody in tongues, and it came out in Spanish, and they got healed. And I'm like, please, we have nothing better to talk about than what God is doing. Please tell these stories all the time. Over and over again in the Old Testament, it, it says, it commands us to remember the acts of the Lord. Parents at the dinner table, tell your kids about what God has done. Um, it doesn't matter how dramatic the miracles you see are. This, this is crazy, but it's true. It doesn't matter how dramatic they are. If you don't talk about them, you will forget them. 
the Israelites forgot about the Red Sea parting. I don't think anybody alive today has seen something that dramatic, and they forgot that. We see something crazy, and we go, oh, I'll never forget this. No, you can. It's, it's amazing. We were in Reading, and I prayed for a lady. Uh, she had had MS for 29 years, been in a wheelchair for 10 of them. And uh, myself and a bunch of us, we prayed. Well, I'll, I'll just back up and tell the story quickly. Um, I had called out a word of knowledge and for something on the ribs right here. And she raised her hand, and I prayed for her, and the pain went away. But she's sitting in a wheelchair. And I, okay, ma'am, you've obviously got something else going on. What's up? And she says, MS for 29 years in the wheelchair for 10. So we pray a few times, and then I've got to go do something else. And she's going into the next room. And I say, I'll, uh, I'll check in with you in, in a moment. So probably 20 minutes goes by and I go into the next room, which is a little narrower than this and a little longer. And I do a quick lap and I can't find her. And I'm going, how hard, how can you hide in a wheelchair? What is going on? And I felt like the Lord asked me, why are you looking for her in a wheelchair? Because I didn't expect her to get healed, I guess. I don't know. So I repent. I, what's going on? And he kind of directs me over there and I ask about it. I said, where is she? And he points me over there as well. And, uh, she is standing up waltzing with one of the prayer servants. She's out of the wheelchair and I run over to her and she goes, can I show you something? I'm like, you just got out of a wheelchair. You can do whatever you want to do. <laughs> so the church building had this long hallway and she just pushes her wheelchair down the hallway with me. It's, it's the, I, the greatest thing I'd ever seen. And I had something at the time really tough going on with one of my sisters. And before the next healing room, so less than seven days later, I'm having this time of really, I'm frustrated at God, I'm mad. Even though I had just seen the greatest miracle I'd ever seen in my life at that time. So rather than going, she got out of the wheelchair, this is amazing, God's so good, look what he's doing. I'm feeding my heart on, I don't like that this hasn't gotten healed. And that's something we can't do. We have to just brag on Jesus and focus on the testimonies. So it's true. That's a really key point is to really whatever you feed your heart on and whatever you put your focus on, that's what's going to grow in your heart, you know? And so it's really important when you're, when you're walking this out and you're praying for healing, um, that you focus on what God is doing and don't focus on, you know, I didn't focus on that guy yelling at me at the mall. You know, I was just like, well, praise the Lord. He got healed, you know, um, focus on what God is doing. And we'll go over that a little bit more later, but that's really important. So, um, all right. Well, I grew up in church in assembly of God, totally believed in healing, you know, like many of us it, who grew up in church, maybe, um, that does believe in healing. And, um, when I was a teenager, I got a hold of a book by Smith Wigglesworth. How many of you guys have heard of Smith Wigglesworth? He's awesome. Um, he's passed away since, um, I don't know how long ago, but he, he's just, he would raise people from the dead. He has a book called faith to raise the dead. And, um, I mean, he saw so many healings and I was like, this is amazing. Like, I, I want to see this. Like, I believe in this. How can I see this? So I just started on this journey of really asking the Lord, how do I, you know, see healing? So I would start praying for people and I didn't really have any breakthrough. I think, um, at one point in my life, I was, I was a little, you know, depressed about it because I wasn't seeing anything happen. So I just started, you know, 
seeking out different teachings on healing and kind of ran into like, there's lots of different theologies out there. And they're like, well, if you do this, if you do this, you'll get the breakthrough. So some of the funny ones was, you know, I was like, well, I have to warn the spirit, you know, so someone would come up and they would, I don't even know what that is, but I'm going to war, you know, so they'd come up to get prayer and I would just like lay my hands on them and, you know, I was just praying tongues for a really long time and just like, God, in the name of Jesus, will you heal this person, you know, and just, you know, do whatever I could do to make it look like I was warring in the spirit. <clears throat> I didn't really see any breakthrough. Um, uh, another thing that I did was I heard this teaching on the compassion of Jesus, you know, and they went into the gospels and how many times before Jesus would heal someone, it said, and he was moved with compassion. I was like, well, truly being moved with compassion means that you're crying. So I'm going to cry over the people before I pray for them. And maybe we'll see some healing happen. And so I was just like, you know, like, okay, how can I like really feel this compassion? I would just conjure it up and I would cry and cry over them. This poor person who's sick and they didn't get healed. And so that didn't work. And, um, you know, I, then, I, then I was like, well, maybe I'm not praying long enough. Like that's probably it. So I would just like pray really long, like this poor person, you know, I would go to a house of prayer and like, they would be sick and I would pray over them for like 30 minutes, you know, and then, you know, and they would walk away not healed. And I would just, you know, I just tried all these different things and I wasn't seeing anything happen. I was just like, oh my gosh. Well, um, you know, I think one time someone came to me and they said, you know, you prayed for my allergies like a year ago and I got healed. And I was like, well, I have one down. <sighs> Why didn't you tell me that last year? <laughs> like, <laughs> I might've been a little more encouraged. So, uh, but, you know, I was just, I really wanted to see healing happen, but I wasn't seeing healing happen. And so fast forward, um, I was a missionary overseas and this team from Bethel came and um, I was traveling around. I was kind of hosting them and traveling around with them a little bit. And I saw they were going to be with our like organization church for a little bit. And then they were going to travel around to different cities. So they come in and they are like, you know, uh, this, this is kind of funny, but I, I would call it like whack them and stack them. Like they're like, be healed. And they're healed. And they're on the floor. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. You know, like, I mean, not everyone was on the floor, but like, they're just like healing people like this. And I was like, how in the world is this happening? I don't understand. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, how did that, how did you, that was 30 seconds and they just got healed. They're like, yeah. And I'm like, well, what am I missing? Like, what's going on right here? You know? And they're like, it, it's easy. God heals. I'm like, I know he heals, but he's not healing through me. Like, how do I get into this? You know? So I just watched them in awe for like, you know, that four days that I was with them. And then I, I was just so hungry. I, I just went up to him and I said, the leader, his name is Joaquin. I said, Joaquin, um, I'm just going to apologize in advance. I have your itinerary of where you're going and I am going to be a little groupie going to be following you around because I know that whatever this is, I have it inside of me. I just don't know how to get it out. And I need this. I'm desperate for this. So I'm going to just kind of like follow you guys around and, um, 
just watch you guys. And he was, he was so gracious. He was like, well, why don't you just join our team? And I was like, he, he's like, just come on our team, travel around with us. Um, and you'll get it. And I'm like, awesome. So we go to the first, <laughs> we go to the first church and I'm thinking like, I'm, I'm observing cause I really don't know how to do this. And, um, so they had, he preached on healing and then they had people come up to the front to get prayer for healing. And I kind of made my way back to the book table to help out with the books because I don't know how to do that up there. And, um, there were so many people who were coming up to the front that they started making a line at the book table and they're like, will you pray for me? And I was like, oh no, no. I'm not really on the team. I mean, I'm on, I'm just doing the book table and they're like, well, you're with the team, aren't you? And I was like, well, I mean, I'm on this part of the team, the book table team. And they said, well, ma'am, can you see this lady is doubled over in pain and she really needs prayer. And do you see like how many, like how long the line is up there? And I said, well, you really don't want me to pray for you. You're... (laughs) you are probably going to feel sicker after I'm done. Um, So I'm so sorry, but I am not part of that team and I cannot pray for you. And they just kept pleading, like, please, would you please, please pray? And And I'm having this internal conversation with the Lord, like, God, what are you doing? Um you know me and you know my journey and you know I don't know how to do this. And right now you're putting me in a pretty like not great situation where I'm kind of being forced, you know, to pray for these people. She's crying. What am I going to do? Like, no, I'm not going to pray for you. You know, I'm like, Lord, this is, what are you doing? I can't do this, God. I don't know how to do this. I cannot do this. And little did I know that that was the key that I needed, that I really can't do it. That was the key. But anyways, I finally told the lady, I said, okay, here's what we're going to do. I will pre-pray for you. And then after I'm done pre-praying for you, you can go over there and they'll pray for you. Okay. (laughs) Is that okay? She's like, whatever, just pray. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this. So then I started like, kind of getting a little feisty with the Lord. I was like, I can't believe you're putting me in this position, Lord. Uh, You know what I'm going to do? I'll tell you what I'm going to do, Lord. I'm going to go up and I'm going to stand next to Joaquin because I don't know how to do this. And I'm going to copy what he prays because I don't know how to do this. So, and I'm thinking I'm being like, you know, feisty with rebellious with the Lord. Now he's like, good job. Keep going. So, um, I'm like, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Lord, I'm going to do this. So I take the woman up and I literally stand next to him. We'll say that this microphone stand is Joaquin. And, um, so (laughs) I'm standing there and I wait for the next person. The lady's like, okay, when are we going to start praying? Um, and finally someone comes up for him to get prayer and he says, um, can I lay my hand on your shoulder? And, well, first he said, what, what do you need prayer for? So I turned to the lady. I said, what do you need prayer for? And, um, she said, I have rheumatoid or the first word she said, she was double over. She said, I have really strong intestinal pain right now. That's why she was doubled over. And I said, okay. So I listened to him and he said, okay, um, can I put my hand on your shoulder? So I said, can I put my hand on your shoulder? And she's like, sure. And then I'm listening and he's like, 
he goes, Jesus. And I go, Jesus, I release healing right now in Jesus' name. I release healing right now in Jesus' name. And then he takes his hand off of that person that he was praying. He's like, okay, how are you feeling? I'm like, okay, how are you feeling? I'm like, that is way too short. What? <laughs> this is ridiculous. I'm having, so I'm having another conversation with myself at that point, not paying attention to this woman. She stands up. She starts jumping up and down. And she's like, it's gone. It's gone. She's like doing a circle dance, you know, and she's like, the pain is gone. I'm healed. I'm healed. And I'm like, really? So I like, <laughs> so I grab her hands and we're just like jumping up and down together. I'm like, I don't know what just happened, but she got healed. I'm like, how did that happen? I don't understand. And so anyway, so then like, now there's a line forming right here. I'm like, oh no, like that worked one time. So I was like, well, it, it works. I'm going to do that again. So the next person comes up and I just, I said, okay, you know, what do you need prayer for? She said, I have rheumatoid arthritis. And I said, um, okay, can I put my hand on your shoulder? So I did that and I prayed for her. Well, interesting. So Joaquin's praying for this person. So I did that part. I knew that part, you know. So she so I was like, okay, how is it? And she's like, wow, like half of the pain is gone. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. Um, well, believe it or not, Joaquin had the same, the person that he was praying for had the same answer. Half the pain is gone. He's like, really? That's amazing. And I was like, really? That's amazing. And um, he's like, you mean half of the pain is gone? And so I told that to the lady and she's like, yeah. And he goes, that's a miracle. I can't do that. Can you do that? And I'm like, I, I know I can't do that. Like, that's a miracle. So we started, he's like, let's just thank the Lord for a moment. I was like, let's thank the Lord. Like, like, yeah, that's a really good idea. Like half the pain is gone. So we just start thanking God. Like, God, thank you for this miracle. Like you are here, you are working. We recognize what you're doing. Thank you. And then after we did that for a moment, Joaquin's like, well, can I pray for you again? I was like, can I pray for you again? She's like, sure. So I prayed for her again. And afterwards I said, okay, how are you feeling? She's like, it's all gone. I'm like, oh my goodness, this is amazing. So anyways, that, you know, and then it just started this like incredible, you know, journey of seeing healing being released. And it was just in that moment of realizing that it didn't have anything to do with me. It didn't have anything to do with me warring in the spirit or crying over people or, you know, praying in tongues or whatever. It was really just releasing the work of the cross. That was, that's already been done. And there's this phrase that I love. Um, it says that people don't get healed because of the length of your prayers. They get healed because of the length of Jesus' suffering. That already happened. So that was, um, that was a really key moment in my life. And from that point on, I was really activated in healing. And um, we're just going to share a few points from that to help activate you guys so that we can just all walk in this together. How does that sound? Does that sound good? So one of the reasons we don't want to pray long prayers, I think it's, it's twofold. One, Jesus didn't do it. That's always a good reason. When he prayed for a deaf person in the scriptures, he commanded their ears to be opened. That's a two-word prayer. 
Maybe that's that should be our rule. You can't pray longer than two words. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> but honestly, sometimes we keep praying because we actually don't believe anything's happened. We, we want the person to have the experience of having nice words prayed over them, and they'll at least feel comfort. But it's actually a step of faith to not pray a long prayer because we, when we pray long prayers, we're kind of acting like we're trying to convince God to do something. When we pray a short prayer, we're, God, I know this is your heart. You're, you're already sold. This is a good idea. I'll, I'll share a quick testimony. After that happened, I went with a team to Nigeria and we did um, some preaching. Yeah, we did a crusade. There was like 40,000 people were preaching to them. Well, at the end, people, you know, how many of you guys have heard of Reinhard Bonnke and just seen some of the incredible um, works of the Lord that goes on there? Well, people came kind of rushed up to the front for a prayer for healing. And I had just told my friends you know, I was probably, you know, three weeks new in being activated in this. And I told my friend about it. And so we're praying for people or we are going to pray for people. And I said, tall, her name was tall. I said, tall. Um, so we have to pray short prayers. And she's like, why? I'm like, I don't know, but it works. We just got to <laughs> pray the short prayers. Um, we can't do that long thing. Cause it just gets, it doesn't work. I've tried it. Believe me. I know I'm three weeks old in this. Um, so anyways, so they bring, they, this man comes up and he is completely blind. And I was like, Oh Lord, I have not yet prayed for a blind person. Um, but you know, this is the first, first time. So we laid hands on him and, um, and I, I said, I'll, I'll pray for him. I'll do a short prayer. She's like, okay. I was like, Jesus, I release healing. I command these eyes to be open. Blindness, get off of him. Um, be healed in Jesus' name. And then the translator starts translating what I said. Well, Tal looks at me and she goes, hey, that was really short. Um, I don't think that was long enough. I think we need to pray a little bit more. Well, no, Tal. So we start having this little mini argument um, <laughs> about how you know, I don't know. I think that was short enough. You know, I think, I mean, it was a little bit longer than, you know, be healed. So we're having this weird discussion. And meanwhile, the translator like taps me on the shoulder. He's like, excuse me, excuse me. While we're arguing about whether the prayer was long enough. And he said, um, he can see now. (laughs) I was like, we both were just like, what? are you serious? Like he can, like he can see, like he saw black before and now he can see. And they're like, yeah, he's start, like his eyes are opening up. He's starting to see light. And we're like, okay, tall, no more arguing. Like, let's just, we don't know what we're doing. Let's just go with what's happening. So anyways, we prayed for him. And then the next night we prayed for him again. And he like started seeing like his eyes just started developing and he was able to see by the end of it, which was awesome. There were two other guys on our team. We weren't. We didn't know that we were going to pray for healing, which is awesome sometimes because God just wants to show up. Well, they didn't really know if they even believed in healing, these two guys, um, which is really funny because I looked over and I was like, what's Freddie doing over there? And suddenly I see like a cane thrown up in the air and everyone's cheering. And apparently, even though he didn't know if he believed in healing, he prayed for the guy just in case it would work. And... um. 
the guy had been lame from birth and he on one side of his body his leg and he got completely healed so that can also mess with some people's theology about the whole faith thing um because jesus is so eager to heal uh, another reason i think it's great that we pray short prayers is um it reminds us that he needs less help than we think he does It's just true. Um, I, I have one more testimony. Oh, yeah. So one time I went into... Real quick, I've heard these stories, I don't know how many times, and I still love them. They're just great. I'm like, this is a great story. Anyway. Um, this is called an accidental healing, which happens, and it's awesome. So I went into um, a staff cafeteria, and I was having lunch, and there was an open seat. So I just put my hand on a woman's shoulder. I said, hey, is this seat open? And she's like, yeah, yeah, go ahead and sit down. So we sat down, ate. She's getting up to leave. And she's like, by the way, thank you for the healing. And I was like, what, what are you talking about? And she's like, well, when you put your hand on my shoulder, I had this migraine that's been going on for three days. And I was just about ready to leave the cafeteria and go just go home for the rest of the day. And when you touched me, the migraine left. And that is Jesus. That's what we want to walk in. Amen. And so why don't we just put our hands out in front of us right now? And I want you to just focus on this. I've said this verse many, a couple times tonight, but the very spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you. And I just want you to say, these hands are loaded with the power of God. And just receive that right now. Father, we thank you that every one of these hands are loaded with your spirit, loaded with the power of God. They're anointed to lay hands on the sick and see them recover in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Okay. That was a short prayer. <laughs> it wasn't two words, though, but it's still good. It's still good. Um, so some quick keys we want to give you uh, and, and again, I know in some ways I'm speaking to people who've walked in this for a long time. This is not the only way things work. Um, this is just some things we've seen. Uh, and also, just a quick side note, there's a lot of different verses in Scripture about healing. In James 5, anoint them with oil, have the elders pray for them. That's one. Mark 16, lay hands on the sick, they will recover. There's no oil, there's no prayer. It's just laying on of hands. Psalms 107, he sent his word and healed. No prayer, no oil, just the word. So it doesn't have to be all of them every time. So you don't have to carry around a bottle of anointing oil. If you want to, fine. It's just not a requirement. But some keys. Pray short prayers. Again, it's expressing trust in God's heart that he loves this person and wants to do it. Um, you also don't want to pray past the miracle. You can, you can pray a short prayer and God responds to it, but you keep praying out of unbelief and you kind of mess things up. So we don't want to do that. We don't, in our prayer, beg God to do this. If, uh, if me and Shane are super buddies and he's worth $100 million and he gives me a credit card and he's like, take Christina out on any date you ever want. And I'm like a little skittish and then I do it and he doesn't get mad at me and I do it again. 
And all of a sudden, I'm like, this is the will of Shane that I spend his money. This is awesome. I'm not going to then call him and say, Shane, would you please let me go out to dinner with my wife? He's like, I've already told you I want you to do this. We're not begging God to do something. We're agreeing that he has already done this. This is expressed the will. This is his expressed will of God. So we all agree that it is the will of God for him to heal, right? And the verse that Thomas shared earlier about today is the day of salvation, that word salvation in Greek mean, is sozo, which means healing, salvation, saves, healed, and delivered, okay? So we, we take that word and we're like, oh, today's a day of you know someone giving their life to the Lord, salvation. But it also means just as much as it means salvation, it also means healing, and it also means deliverance. And so today is a day of healing for healing. Okay. So do we all agree that is the will of God to heal today? Yes. Okay. So we should not pray a prayer that says, Lord, if it's your will, would you heal this person? Because we already know what his will is. Come on. It says it really clearly in scripture. So that phrase needs to be X out of our vocabulary. We should not pray God, if it's your will, heal this person because we already know what his will is. Amen. Mm -hmm. Another thing, uh, we need to have an atmosphere of joy about us. The spirit of depression has never healed anyone. Scripture says that laughter is good medicine. I mean, that's in the natural, a very true statement. You laugh and good things happen in your body. But I guarantee you, you will see more people healed if you're carrying joy than if you're carrying the, oh, it's so sad. She's been sick for so long and she's been through this and this. And, that. and you just carry this discouragement about the bad stuff going on. The greatest thing that could ever happen to us is that God sent his son who died for us and gave us access to all freedom, all healing. We have more reason to rejoice than we could ever face bad stuff. So we need to be people of joy. So sometimes when we pray for people, um, well, sometimes when I pray for people, I'll literally feel like joy bubbling up. I'll start laughing. And there's something that's released in joy. The Bible says that the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Those, there's something really critical about those three things. So there's something powerful with joy. It doesn't say the kingdom of God is love. It doesn't say the kingdom of God is, you know, obedience or all these other different virtues. It's righteousness, peace, and joy. So I have a friend who, um, I heard them talking and they were, they had gone on this ministry trip to a country and they said that at one point they were sharing, there was two bunk, there was a bunk bed in there and one of them was on the top one was on the bottom. And they both looked up and they saw a demon walk in the room. And I was like, what did you do? And they said, oh, we just started laughing. And I was like, you did what? You started laughing? And they're like, yeah, we started laughing. I'm like, well, what happened? And they're like, it couldn't stay in the presence of joy. Because, um, you know, a lot of that is to invo invoke fear, you know, um, and the opposite of fear is love. We know that. But, I mean, have you ever seen someone, like, truly laughing when they're afraid? No. 
I mean, it's the opposite spirit. And so they started laughing and the darkness couldn't stay. They, I was like, you didn't have to war in the spirit and stuff. And they're like, no, we just started laughing. I was like, oh, that's the kingdom of God. Yes. Yes. You know, so there's just something so powerful about joy. And sometimes when we pray for people, you know, it can be a very somber thing. A lot of times when people would come to the healing rooms, um, they would expect a certain thing um, because they had been prayed for about 20 times in the last, you know, year for this certain ailment. So they come in and they're probably thinking that they're going to come into a really soft, quiet room with some really beautiful instrumental music. And then someone's going to give them some communion and then we're going to anoint them with oil and someone's going to kind of rub their shoulders and have some tears. That would have been me. Um, you know, and just say, Oh Lord, you know what they've been through, God, you know, and just, that's what they're expecting. Well, then they come in here. We have like this upbeat music because we're wanting to create an atmosphere of joy. We're wanting to create an atmosphere of joy, but also there's so many healings that are happening that we can't help but celebrate. You know, I mean, you have these spontaneous like shouts of joy because someone just got healed over here. You know, someone got healed over there. And so there's something with joy. And so when you're praying for people, try not to go down that path of like the sobriety. And um, that is not one of the fruits of the spirit is sobriety. It's not. But joy is. Um, right. Yeah. yeah. Just checking. So another key is after you pray for people, have them test it out. Oftentimes Jesus would tell people to do something, take up your mat and walk or something like that. And so if you pray for somebody with some leg condition, have them obviously in the context of, you know, you're not making people do something that they're afraid to do or possibly injure themselves. But, you know, if it was painful for them to lean on their right foot, say, as much as you're comfortable, you test it out, see if it hurts. And Unless they feel this amazing holy bolt of lightning hit them, how are they going to know they're healed unless they, oh, I'm leaning on my foot and it doesn't hurt anymore. Um, so if we pray for somebody all the time, I'm going to ask them, test it out. How is it? That's 99% of the time when I see people healed is in them testing it out. So with... Um you know, there is something that's really cool. I feel like there's this really neat transaction in the spirit when you have someone tested out because they're having to have faith. I mean, it's just, they don't know that that's what it is, but if they're going to go like this, they had enough faith to see if their leg was okay. And so there's, I think there's this really cool transaction in the spirit that we don't even understand that has to do we're having faith by asking them. I mean, that's a risk. You know, we pray for someone and then it would be really easy to say, well, bless you, brother. Like, thanks. Bless the Lord. You know, thanks for letting me pray for you. And we'll just trust God. You know, that's super easy. What's not easy is to say, okay, I just prayed for you. How are you feeling right now? Can you test something out? Um, but that is where the breakthrough comes. You know, there's this transaction of faith. So, hundred percent of the time when you pray for, when, when we pray for someone, we ask them how it's doing, unless there's, you know, something else going on. But I will also say this, um, it's really important 
because we don't know people's backgrounds and different things that you always ask them before you put your hand on their shoulder or, um, you know, put their hand on whatever. It's really important to respect the people and just say, Hey, can I, can I lay hands on you? Or, and honestly, like some people who aren't in church don't even know what the phrase lay hands on people means. Can I lay hands on you? Like, what is that? What do you mean? What are you wanting to do? You know? So simplify things, you know, um, you know, you could say, Hey, can I just put my hand on your shoulder right now and pray for you? Um, if they don't feel comfortable with that, that's totally fine. Thomas already shared the verse. He spoke his word and healed our disease. You know, like you don't have to do that. So just, it's important that you do that. And then it's also important that when you ask them to test it out, that you don't ask them to do anything that number one, that they're not uncomfortable with or that, that they're not comfortable with. Okay. So make sure that you say, Hey, if you're comfortable with this, would you mind raising your arm and seeing if anything changed? We also never take canes away from people. We don't tell people to stop taking medicine or start taking medicine. We are not doctors. We don't advise that, okay? That is not our place. Our place is like, hey, let's test it out and let's just go from there, okay? Two, two last things. So let's say I'm praying for somebody with shoulder pain. After I pray for them, I'll say, how is it? And they'll say, it's better. I'll say, okay, what was it on a scale of one to 10, 10 being unbearable pain? What was it before we prayed? And they'll say, oh, it was about an eight. It was pretty bad. I say, okay, what's it now? And they go, it's actually, it's actually a five. And I'm going to celebrate that. If I, if my shoulder pains less, I'm happy about it. Less pain's good. So I'm going to say, this is awesome. As Christina was telling her story, this is awesome. God's doing something. Let's, let's thank him. And can I pray again? Um, when Jesus had five loaves and two fish, he thanked God for what he had and it multiplied. So as we see God doing a miracle in the context of it's going on, let's thank him and, and we'll see what else happens. I, I don't think it's, it's right for us to go. I'm not going to give you thanks until you do the full thing. If it's from him, we need to be thankful. If I have pain at level 10 and it goes to nine and that's it, I need to be thankful. So, um, um, sometimes when you also, when you're praying for people, um, like say there's someone who comes up with three things that they're needing prayer for. I will say shoulder, neck, back. So a lot of times we'll just say, okay, well let's just pray and just kind of see what the Holy Spirit leads you to pray for first. We'll pray for one thing at a time. Um, because if we're praying for it all, it can just get, it's hard to recognize what God's doing. And so we'll say, well, let's start off with your shoulder. Okay. So pray for the shoulder, say, okay, how is it feeling? And sometimes people will say, well, it's feeling better actually. And then we start celebrating and then be like, but my neck still hurts. I'm like, okay, hold on. We will get to the neck, but let's stop. And it's important to get them to recognize what God is doing right now in the moment. Let's stop and let's focus on what God just did on your shoulder. We'll get to that, you know, but let's focus on that. So it's really important to kind of keep people focused on that. Um, sometimes they'll say, well, um, it's a little bit better, but it still hurts. Okay. So they just, 
switch the focus from it's a little bit better, which is a big deal to, but it still hurts. So then you just gently say, wait, did you just say it was a little bit better? Yes. Okay. That's a miracle right there. So it's important to kind of just get back to what God is doing in the moment and help people. You know, people are used to having things for a long time and sometimes it's hard for them to focus and and recognize that that's a miracle. And so kind of walk them through that and then do that process of thanking the Lord and praising him for that and then go after it again. Does that make sense? So in the context of my shoulder pain went from eight to five, we're going to celebrate that. And then we're going to offer to pray again. Jesus prayed for a blind man. He saw him in his trees. He prayed for him again and he got his full miracle. If Jesus needed to pray more than once, I'm okay if I have to pray more than once. Um, So we've taught enough. We now want to see y'all do this stuff as well. Um, So we're going to call out some words of knowledge. And if you have the condition, just stand up. We're not going to pray yet, but just all we're going to do is if you have the condition we call out, would you please stand up? And Shane and Kristen, if y'all want to jump up and do this as well, please. Um, actually, uh, when I, I did the thing about, um, the pain on the rib, wow. How's it right now? (laughs) A key? It, it's better right here than it was before? Es mejor? That means better. Okay, okay. Come on. So it's better? Yes, it's better. It's fine, the pain. Okay, what was it before? Okay. No, oh, how? what was the pain 1 to 10 before? Right now it's 5. Okay, all right. So we'll stay there. All right. Um, actually, when I was saying the thing about leaning on your right foot, there's actually the Lord's healing somebody on the bottom of your right foot, if that makes sense to you. Some, something in the bones, maybe. Um, who, does, who does that make sense to? There's some type of pain uh, in the bottom of your feet. Okay, awesome. Did you want to go? Um. Somebody got any right, uh, some pain, sharp pain in the right side of their stomach area, maybe even their ribs. Just feel like sharp pain going on right here. Um, I asked the Lord for a word of knowledge when I was taking my nap today. Um, he showed me somebody with, um, on the right side of your face, maybe like a nerve pain or like a palsy of some kind or in your face at all. doesn't necessarily have to be the right side. Does that make sense to anybody? It's almost like I, I saw this in like a, 
your husband. It's almost like I saw like a hand print there, maybe from injury or something. Yes, um, pain in your ear, like either one of them or both of them, you just have kind of intermittent pain. Uh, along along that line, there's a um, there's some type of growth uh, around the ear. I remember praying for uh, a lady. Actually, we were in a meeting, and I just called it out, and I said, "Who does this make sense to?" I'm I can't remember if it was left or right, but she said I had a growth on my ear, and it just dissolved, and I, I felt like the Lord just highlighted that. Did somebody have some type of growth around their ear? I believe the Lord's doing that again. Does that make sense to somebody? Some type of growth around your ear. We, uh, I went to pray for a team who was going to a mission trip, and uh, I prayed for them to see miracles and all that stuff. And while I was standing, just felt like the Lord was highlighting the left ear. I said, does anybody have problems in their left ear? Nobody says anything, and I leave. And I get to my car and somebody literally chases down my car. That's me. I'm sorry. I kind of have ADD. I'm almost completely deaf in my left ear. I'm like, okay. So we pray for him. And he goes from, he couldn't repeat what I said if he closed his good ear. And I spoke into his left ear from this far to, I stood 40 feet away and he repeated 95% of what I said. Um, so the Lord's doing something just in, in hearing loss as well. Does that make sense to anybody? If you can. Okay. All right. All right. You can stand up if if that makes sense to you. Yeah. Okay. It, what is he doing tonight? If you would be comfortable either texting him or calling him and just say, "Hey, can you check your hearing?" Would you be okay with that? Okay. Could you do it now? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Um, could hearing you loss, could you yes. check with him now? That'd be awesome. Thank you. Um, he sent his word, maybe through a text message. <laughs> Hold on. Um, issues with a the throat. There's issues with a throat. You can stand up. God's healing that. Okay. All right. Okay, I have one more. And um, dry eyes or issues with your eyes, tear ducts, or something with that. Okay. Uh, along the line, floaters. You see the little black things. Does that make sense to anybody? Okay. Um, I actually feel like he just did that. Can you try and look for the floaters, see if they're still there? And wave your hands if they're not there. They're gone. They're gone. Thank you, Lord. Come on, anybody else? Hallelujah. They're gone? They come and, okay, they come and go. Okay. Real quick, that is a, very important thing is we need to tell testimonies honestly. I just had two people say they got their floaters are gone. I don't need to exaggerate and say, this guy doesn't have floaters either. Well, it comes and goes. So anyway, we just need to be integrous in our how we tell the testimonies. So if you are not standing up, you have just been drafted into the prayer army. So congratulations. Go stand next to somebody who is standing up so if you're standing up for prayer raise your hands up in the air and keep your hand raised until someone comes and um they come to pray for you okay so if you are looking for someone to pray for find someone with their hand raised once you've got somebody you can bring your hand down okay so if you have if your hand is raised and you have someone to pray for you put your hand down now 
Once you've got somebody there to pray for you, you can put your hand down. But don't pray yet, guys. Yeah. Okay. All right. And we're, we're going to go over the model, the keys to breakthrough we did. So please don't pray yet if this is going to be funny. But if you're praying, you're not in the will of God right now. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> so we're going to, again, we're going to pray a quick prayer. We're not going to beg God. If Let's say they have pain. I want you to literally command the pain to leave in Jesus' name. Um, I'm going to ask the Lord to come and anoint what we're doing. He's already here, but I just want to do it. And uh, I want you to pray some quick prayer. And if y'all keep going, I will interrupt you and tell you, okay, that's enough. <laughs> and then I want you to have them check it out. So, so and also... We'll just, um, first, why, why doesn't everyone just ask the person their name and tell them your name and introduce yourselves? Yeah. Okay, now ask them what they need prayer for. And, and if, you're, if you're telling what you need prayer for, do not go into your long medical history. Just say, I have shoulder pain or whatever it is. Okay, that's enough. One, one quick thing on um, when you ask them what they need prayer for. So something that's really easy to do is um, go into a long medical history of what happened and how it happened and what you think might need prayer or what needs to be fixed. The good news is that God already knows all of that. And so we don't need to go into the long history of it um, because we want to build just an atmosphere of faith. And so simply just say, I, I have hearing loss and I need that restored. Okay. And then when you are asked, when you're going to pray for someone, if they are going on, you can just really sweetly just say, you know, kind of interrupt them and say, okay, so you're saying that you need healing for your tongue, right? Yes. Okay. Well, let's just stop there because God already knows. And we're going to go ahead and pray for that. Okay. So there's something, you know, our words have power. We have life and death in our tongue. And so when we're speaking out a testimony, a long testimony of a negative effect that you've had with your health, those words are going into the atmosphere. And we don't want that. We want to create an atmosphere of faith. So that's why we'll just gently say, oh, okay, I got it. You need prayer for your elbow and just go from there. Does that make sense? Okay, awesome. I just want to remind everybody, we just had two people. Jesus walked into the room and took the floaters away from their eyes. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We treasure that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes. So, Holy Spirit, I ask you to come with great power and honor and glorify the name of Jesus. Now, prayer people, pray a quick prayer. Okay, that's enough. That, that was a long enough prayer. Have them check it out. If you can tell something's better, wave your hand at me. If, if something's better, doesn't have to be all the way healed, just if something's better, wave your hand at me. What's going on, ma'am?
She had dry eyes, and now there's moisture in her eyes. Hallelujah. She's almost like she's tearing. That's amazing. Thank you, Thank Lord. You, Lord. Somebody else, you can tell a difference. What's going on? Uh, okay, hang. If if you're praying or talking, please stop for a second. We want to sh- everybody to hear what God's doing. Ma'am, could you say that again? I had a very, I had a sore throat. I could barely talk. I was at a whisper. Now I have volume. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So we've we've had floaters leave. We've had dry eyes get moisture. We've had uh, the throat healed. God is awesome. What? Somebody else? If you just got breakthrough, what happened, ma'am? You're, come on, Hallelujah. Feeling good. Somebody else just wave their hand over here. What's happening? She can. She believes she can hear better. That's awesome. Come on. Thank you, Lord. Come on. Hallelujah. Well, I've had issues with this right foot for a couple of years, but it usually throws me off balance when I do this. And when I do this. Come on. And when I do this. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Any, anyone else? Wave your hand at me if. if <laughs> okay, hang on. Somebody else over here? I believe I can hear better. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Deafness bows its knee to Jesus in Mobile, Alabama. What, what happened, sir? The pain in the right side? It's better. Wonderful. Thank you, Lord. Did anybody... Oh, what's happened, ma'am? My eyelid doesn't have a moisture, doesn't have um, granules on it right now, so... I'm Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Come on. Um, so if you are praying for somebody with hearing loss, uh, let's say they can't hear in, in their right ear, what I would tell them, what I would tell you to do is have them close their good ear and you stand and speak into their bad ear and have them repeat what you say and just keep walking further and further back and all of a sudden there you can say, you know, you'll see, you repeated everything I said. Turn around. Look how far I am away. And that's a real practical way to see what God's doing in the moment. What's happening? All right. We have another testimony over here. Haven't heard out of my right ear in three years. And they've been full for a long time. And they're not full anymore. And they're not ringing. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. So she can hear out of her right ear that she hasn't heard out of for three years, and they're not ringing anymore. Thank you, Father. Did your husband say anything? Hallelujah. She texted her husband and... He said that he, well, I texted a while ago and it's, I asked him it's how, you know, he can see you here. And he said he can hear out very little, but. But he couldn't hear at all before. Yeah, a little bit. A little oh, bit. okay. Mm-hmm. So is it any better? He didn't. He hadn't texted back yet. Okay. Okay. We'll Jesus, keep we pray your power flood his body. Yes. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Um, we can pray again. Yeah. I don't know if anybody 
saw a partial breakthrough, but like we said, Jesus prayed a couple of times for somebody so we can pray again. Something going on, ma'am? Less ringing. Thank you, Lord. I, a, a, a kingdom principle is we need to rejoice with those who rejoice. Uh, I have a buddy who has seen a ton of people healed, but he has ringing in his ears and he would about give his arm to not have ringing. So when we hear people say, oh, my back pain went away, like you think it's not a big deal. It is if it's your own back pain. Um, so, so excited about what God's doing, ma'am. Any, anybody else before we pray again? Okay, before we pray again, we're going to thank God for what he did. Yes. Jesus, thank you that hearing is being restored. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for throats being healed. Thank you for ears being healed. Thank you for floaters going away. Thank you for stomach pain being healed. We honor your name right now. We just celebrate. You are the Lord, our healer. Thank you, mm. thank you Lord. Yeah. So <clears throat> raise your hand again if you if you saw breakthrough, if you just got healed, just raise your hand and let's just see. Go ahead and put them up high. Look at what the Lord is doing. Yeah, yeah. doesn't have to Thank be all the Lord. way. Just God did something. Thank you, Lord. That's a ton of people. Yeah. Hallelujah. So we are going to go ahead and pray again for those um, who need even further breakthrough or didn't see breakthrough yet. So go ahead. And if that person that you're praying for needs prayer again, go ahead and release that healing over them again. Okay. All right. Okay, that's enough. That's more than two words. <laughs> Have them check it out. And if it's better, wave your hands at us. Again, doesn't have to be all the way, just if it's better. Hallelujah. Awesome, awesome. Thank you, Lord. What's going on, ma'am? Oh. The tension in your throat's gone? Wow, thank you, Lord. Um, who, who else, who else saw some breakthrough baby in the corner in the purple shirt? What's, uh, oh, well, let her get over to you. It was my hearing. This was a bad ear and he got behind me and I could hear him speaking. And you couldn't before? No. Wow. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Somebody else, babe up, up here. Can you make it? When my um, wrist is better. I mean, I couldn't do this. Hallelujah. Even with the splint on, it was just, ooh. So what, what's the splint on there for? Uh, tendonitis in the thumb. Okay. And, uh, Only if you're comfortable. What, what happens if you ha take it off? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Again, only if you're... Before it hurt. I mean, <laughs> I can take it off. And just, uh, <laughs> It was better with the, let's see. Oh, mm. I mean, that hurt when I go that far, but uh, 
It's actually I couldn't do that with this on, so. I mean, I could bend my thumb far enough back that it would hurt, so I don't, you know, it doesn't mean anything's wrong, but Jesus, we bless what you're doing and ask you for more. Thank you, Lord. It's better than it was before. Yes, even with the splint on it. Awesome. Thank you, Lord. Some, somebody else, who wave your hand at, at us if, if you can tell a breakthrough. Y'all were celebrating over here. What was happening? Wow. Wow. Oh. Come on. Come on. <laughs> that uh, that I, I usually speak pretty softly myself, and so when people can hear me, I'm like, you, you can hear. You have hearing. Hallelujah. Thank, Thank you, Lord. Lord. Somebody else, wave your hands at me. What's going on, ma'am? that we're going to keep. I feel it a little better. Come on. So you feel something We happening. bless what you're doing, Lord. Um, less dry. Where was Where was the um Ma'am, did you have your dry eyes were healed, right? Would you come over and pray for Miss Barbara? Hey, eyes. God can heal it all. Um while, while they're doing that, I just felt like the Lord said he's healing something like down in the inside of the leg. I don't know if it's a nerve thing or a pain thing. Does that make sense to somebody? The inside of the leg. Hey, that's close enough. Yeah, let's do the outside no. and the inside. Something going on the inside of your leg? Okay. How is it right now? Feels better? Is there any pain? So no pain. So the pain. pain's gone. So you had pain and now you don't. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Come on, Jesus. <laughs> let's test the outside of, let's ask the other people who had the outside pain. Yeah. The, the folks who had it on the outside or the knee, it's all close enough. Just try it out. Okay. Okay. Please be honest, yeah. How is it, ma'am? How's your knee? It's better. Thank you, Thank Lord. Thank you, Lord. So um, God is healing knees right now. So if, if you have a knee problem, go ahead and test it out because that's something that God's doing right now. And then wave your hand if you are experiencing some healing. Whoa, she's doing some big-time bends over there. <laughs> Can I guess you couldn't do that earlier, ma'am? <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. That's wow. awesome. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Let's just praise the Lord. <laughs> Woo! <Yeah>. Hallelujah. <laughs> Woo! Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> wow. Thank you, Lord. I was in uh, Nicaragua, and I prayed for this boy who was born four years old. He was four years old, and he'd been born completely deaf. And his mom was standing to my right, and she would speak to him, trying to 
see if he was responding. And we prayed a few times and no change and no change. And then one time she spoke and he spun around like this and she just broke crying because her four-year-old son could hear now. And uh, I remember in this moment thinking, that's Jesus. That's a father who wants his kids well. And uh, I th- I want to leave you all with this. Um, I, I am 100% confident of this. When we get to heaven, the Lord's going to say, uh, do you remember what happened on August 4th? No, what? You prayed for my daughter's knee and she got healed. I've been so thankful about that ever since. And uh, we just need to get back to he's a father who loves his kids. Um, so uh, if you prayed for somebody tonight and they got healed, wave your hand at me. This is not boasting in ourselves. This is boasting in Jesus. We're all nothing and worthless without him. We know that. It's okay. You don't have to false humility thing. By the way, we're not without him. So that whole I'm nothing without him. Well, you're not without him, so it doesn't matter. But wave your hand if you saw somebody healed when you prayed for him tonight. Oh, hell is scared right now. There's an army in Mobile, (laughs) Alabama. Come on. So you can do this anytime you want. Jesus is with you everywhere and always. So thank you all so much for coming. This has been awesome. We've got child care that we want to let them get home to as well. And one last thing, we have some homework because this is a two-week class, so we hope you guys are going to show up next week. Um, We're going to go over some words of knowledge. But this week, um, please find three people that you can pray for for healing. Okay? And then I want you to uh, remember the testimonies share the testimonies with people. So if you see healing happen or a breakthrough or whatever, I want you to share that testimony with three people. Okay. So we got three threes, we got threes going on. And then next week we're going to gather together and we're going to, um, experience some awesome breakthrough celebration and, um, So anyway, so bless you guys. Lord, thank you for what you did. We just celebrate all that you are and all that you're doing. And Lord, we just go out in the power of your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you all.